We thank you, Lord, for Ospevon tonight. When we are holy, you don't change. You are supreme. We send the seal from the lies of men. We send the seal from what people believe, which is not true. You save us, Lord. We are so thankful. Believe this kind of a faith. Thank you for them, Lord. When was let the power and the fire. Let it fall to everybody now who needs it. And fulfillment and assurance. Let it touch anyone who's in need. We ask this, Lord, because you are here right now. Through this network, we are touching people, saving people, delivering people. to know that you are the who I you are the I am. And bless thy servants, bless us, give us the expected end. Do kandabu to shara ni kandabu shikam lilo. Do ratabu do kandabu shikadaba. Fulimia right now. We open the doors to kandabu shikadikota. So open the doors of power to kandabu shuk. Because thou art God, thou art gracious to us. Thank you for one more day. In Jesus Christ's name. Readings to the saints. Uh, we hope you are all okay. Uh, as Paulo usually say that he was longing that he'd be in person, but the circumstances don't permit. So it's always the same with us. We are always longing. But the circumstances don't permit. But we thank God for these uh, things, these Teams, Microsoft things. We're able to pass the message and the encouragement across and the affairs of we are still the same, believing the same. Uh, thank you for being part of this podcast. It's where we get to be intimate. We get to just settle down and talk. And uh, it's different from evangelistic services or any other platform. Here we are speaking heart to heart, speaking brother to brother, uh, sister to sister, encouraging each other of the great faith that we have been given. Uh, We are thanking God here that we are still believing. We're living in the times where people don't believe at all. There's no belief. Uh, Everybody's just opening the door to run away from anything committing. No commitment. People don't want to commit to holiness. People don't want to commit to to, to f- biblical fulfillment. They don't want to be committed to doctrine. They just have this wavering faith, which is just you don't know what it is. So we thank that we come here to commit 
that even though the persecutions of the righteous be many, but the Lord delivers them of them all. So we thank you for being here, and may you be may you be uh, blessed. Thanks, pressed away by this dumbbell and a magnetic field. In dumbbell and I hear my earphones. It just becomes active. So we are we are thankful to be here. Thank you for that. But anyway, I've, I've recorded it on the other phone. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, can we go into that on? I just want to encourage everybody's faith, you know. Uh, can we read uh, Exodus chapter 28, verse 15, verse 13, Exodus 15, 28, verse 13, Zosa. Let's get to it. No, chapter That's wonderful. That's the Urim of Tomen, which represented the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God is our absolute defense. And now, um priestly who carries it. This word for us is Christ. And we have to, the Bible, we must appear boldly before the throne of grace because sin or unbelief, which was our enemy, is already been judged and defeated. And that makes it a victory to appear before God. There were times in the times of the law where to appear before God was terror, was Satan again there the reporters or to get permission to persecute a job, whatever it was. But ever since Christ is in heaven, he's only there for one thing, to make sure that we get a free pass in all the things that pertain to godliness. He has taken everything, uh, everything that uh, was impossible uh, was impossible for a human to have righteousnesses and fundamentals that were needed before you could qualify e Jesus made sure that he alone by his body by his flesh 
He brings that in the presence of heaven. It means we don't need to come with nothing else but by faith. Faith is the only equipment heaven needs. Faith in the word of God or in the promises of God. That's all God needs. Nothing else. Righteousness you don't have. And righteousness he doesn't need. Your righteousness. He doesn't need even your holiness. He doesn't even need anything from you. If there is anything you have that he needs is your faith and your obedience. When uh, his will is revealed to you, when he has finally made it a point to reveal his will to you, he only expects obedience. Now, obedience is a call of faith. You obey because you believe, not because you understand. You obey because it's God's instruction. So already when you are under obedience, you are what they call faith in action. So when Jesus went to heaven, he went there to be watched. Uh, heaven. Remember, things in heaven need. Heaven only moves by our execution, by our request, by our affairs. Now, they could not be implemented, these affairs, which were placed in us before the world was formed. They could not be executed in heaven because we were filthy, we were unrighteous, we were everything. So Jesus had to take everything we were and he died with it, which means he purified, he just died with it. So that when he rose again, we might, through the gospel, we might die to our life that we have on earth here to live for him. So whatever we are supposed to live for on earth, Jesus is representing it in heaven through our faith. And whatever that he, Jesus is supposed to be on earth, the church is representing it through obedience. That's what is a Christian life, a holy life, a powerful life. It's a life, it's a mystery, holy God, undescribable. It's when heaven has you in there, in the righteousnesses of God. And when you are here, when God, heaven is on earth through you. So it was an exchange like that. That's why the Bible says we are now in heavenly places. It, it's our faith that's there. We gave our lives. If you do have the Holy Spirit, if you do have a certain call of God in your life, something, if you have something that is from heaven in you, which is Christ, the mystery, the hope of glory, if you have him, you will find one thing as a sign. You don't live the life you wanted to live. You'll never live it. God, sometimes when I fail to live the day as I planned, you know, you, the, something is taken from you. 
because it's in heaven. So heaven can just, it, it, heaven has all the, your, your, all those things exposed there. Your ornaments exposed there. And they're exposed there for God to do whatever he wants to do with it. Now, Jesus Christ, he's down here through the Holy Spirit. And by faith, he's exposed to us by the word of God to do whatever we want to do with him according to his will. That's faith. We don't have to go to heaven. We are already there. When would you have a father? I come to thee in the name of Jesus. You are already, you are doing what you are actually to release uh, to your faith. What's already there. So, that's why we can't live our life because we're living the life that's expected in heaven. And when we preach the gospel, when we do the things we do, as is in by faith, we are putting God to use for our advantage. So, you must differentiate that. By faith, in the Old Testament, they will just come before the priest in this Urim of famine. And there, there will be place, place of righteousness, which represented Christ's righteousness, with those stones, precious stones. And there, anything that's a lie or anything that's ungodly will, will be manifested. God trusted those small uh, he, he, that that faith it departed to or imparted to a priest to do what now is done inside the heart of a believer by faith. A believer by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit in his heart, he can appear before the Urim of Tamin, which is the word of God, and the reflection is inside him then. And he can ignite heaven while he's here and dictate what Jesus can do for him down here. Because down here is Jesus. In heaven it's us. Because he took our place, we took his place. Now in heaven he lives for us. The only reason he's in heaven is for us. He's doing through his blood our duties or executing our duties interceding for our prayers he's making sure that everything that's portrayed there regarding each and every individual is positioned right he's making sure that he's leaving no stone unturned and down here we should by the help of angels and the election of god also leave no stone unturned on whatever has been revealed, we should have to execute. Because when we do that, we are doing what Jesus was supposed to be doing. And in that relationship between you doing the work of Jesus and him uh, doing the work of you, that's faith. That's the only time you can ever impress God. When you connect that, those two things together. When you understand that heaven is your place where you, your issues are executed. So you must never allow anything that will disconnect you to heaven. Uh, not to which you can be because you are by election or ordained, but if you have something like unbelief, uncleanness, whatever it is, 
false doctrines, whatever it is. The Urim of Tamin won't take that. So the, in heaven, there will be disconnection regarding that part of life. So heaven won't be executing uh, that thing, that, that area that you have contaminated. So the devil can invade them. But if you keep it transparent, you, you keep it open before God, and Jesus will do everything to stand by him. There's no demon, there's no Satan, there's nothing that will overcome you as long as you're exposed to God by repentance and and confession and, and, and fellowship and, and open rebuke, anything that you do, the things that pertaining to God has. God will stand for you through thick and thin. You live your days to the fullness and you won't allow even your joy to be taken because you are going to Baba Wai Shumas Doctor Kwaita and Uchi Uchesia Koropenti's way. Every time when he's when 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 he's preaching, just say Uchesia Koropenti's way. So Jesus is busy every time living for you. So when you feel like whatever the demons are telling you, know that the word, the name Jesus means for you. That individual, that holy lamb of God is living for you. The only time problem is that when do you understand that you are supposed to be living for him? Do you understand that it's changed? People are still seeking their own private affairs. They're still seeking their own uh, what do you call secret masterpieces of life. They're seeking, they have their own motives or uh, are seeking someone which God is not interested in them. And they're bringing those motives to be answered in prayer. But God is saying, why are you on earth? If you are going to be on earth and live for not for Jesus or live not the life Jesus wants to live on earth, God should have saved you and killed you. The reason you are here is because nothing should fail in front of you because it should be Jesus doing it. Nothing. Jesus has guaranteed that every prayer you're going to find in heaven is going to be executed as a priority. Uh, and also, you must put his affairs in priority. And there there will be success uh, in your life. Read to the Hebrews 6, verse 1. Uh, yeah, verse 1. Um, no, I think it's Hebrews 11, verse 6. I think it's Hebrews 11, verse 6. Check our Urim of Tamin. How do we operate it? 11. Verse 6. Hebrews. So, attitude, Yako, your attitude must be set to certainty that God is not trying to, it's going to be, is a, you're not there to convince them. You're not there to do what? God has already set his mind to be pleased by us. He has already, that's what he lives for. And he has this place where we appear before the Urim of Thamim by faith. And this place is the only place where, unless you get him there, you will never please him. You know, in the business world, they'll tell you, 
in any world. They'll tell you that you must, if you really want to impress someone, you must first study what delights that person and take that person to that place, whether it's a nightclub or whatever it is, but take him to that environment where the person will just drop all the cards and open up his heart to you. Like a young man who would be interested in a love affair, that young man will find a restaurant or impress a woman somehow, you know, by the first date, whatever they do. But what is important there is the environment. Normal, especially in businesses, let's say you want fully tend or you want anything, you will seek for connection and you finally get connected to the male. Then you buy them alcohol and you throw a part in your house for figure up. While the pools are like the chablile, then you introduce yourself and you come with your business proposal. Uh, you take the person to that environment. So the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. That means faith is a place where we entertain. God gets free there. He is just so easy. He's entertainable only by faith. What does it mean, Skakani? It means if you want to make God feel at home, he be not in any rush. Approach him by faith. If you want to make God to really wait upon you, no matter how psychologically unstable you are, no matter how bad of the prayer you are, whatever, you have a bad theology. If we have faith, God is going to wait for you. God would wait for faith because as long as God sees faith, even if you've got other issues that are not okay, you're coming from a bad background, there's a lot of stuff that has to be fixed in you. If you've got faith, God will wait. Because it's the only thing that will make him happy. Only thing that will impress him. Only thing that will put him to work. God wants to be put to work. It's the only thing that will make him walk with you. Only thing make God get his attention. It's impossible to really get God's attention. It's impossible. All of this. You can scream. You can make yourself a victim. Call yourself a poor person. Whatever you do to yourself. Until we have faith. What is faith? Faith is that understanding. That the love, the life we should live on here on earth is for Jesus. Whatever word, whatever word that Jesus had to do, whatever job Jesus had to do, that job, if you see it in the world, Jesus wants to do it. He it can be healing, it can be preaching the gospel, it can be whatever, miracles, whatever it is. If you are approaching him, then he has you to do that. If you say raise the dead, it's not that you are doing it. You are living his life here. So don't even think twice. Don't say, are the people going to be healed? I, 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 don't even think that. Is this thing going to happen? If 
is going to glorify him. That's what he wants to do. You are doing his task, so there's no question about success. There's no question about anything. So, what is faith? It's a place whereby the Urum of Adamin, we can get connection to God. Urum of Adamin is the Word of God. But the Word of God without faith, uh, it becomes a religion. The Word of God without faith, it becomes dead. The Word of God without faith, it becomes what the Bible says, the letter kill it. So the Word of God, to be ignited, like the Urum of Samin was ignited when a man was saying some words that were true, or bring a prophet that was true, or whatever it is. So that's the only way God can move. That's the only way we can move that high priest of man. So, if you want to entertain God, you must really be uh, understand where you took him. You know, take him to where faith is at. Every time your faith is risky, you know, faith is I'm going to no more to faith is just it's not a comfort zone. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's just like on the move. The most paying jobs on earth are those jobs that there is no guarantee. They're risky. All the jobs that pay, like trading, stock exchange, and whatever, whatever this, this high, where you get high money in businesses and stuff, even the world of entertainment. You spend a million rand uh, making a movie, and you're not even sure it's going to make it. You pay producers, you pay everybody, you pay everybody, and you find that the movie fails at box office. So, uh, or you, you put a big show, and and you hire Moses Mobita, and you know, call some American artist and TV. You spend twenty million rands. You find that you lose. So, and some and find that you just win, get 300 million back. So, the things, the people that we say are rich, they use faith, even in the things of this world. They just use faith. They just take a big money, by fagging, whatever they buy on, whatever. I once was someone of, of these great guys was telling me that one shop was a mall or something, big mall, that it's owing around, I don't know how many billions. Like, it was showing me that this mall, they build it with those billions, and it will take about 20 years before it pays, and it starts to make profit. When you see a mall, I'm a shop, I'm a renter of 50,000 every month. The owner of the mall is still in debt, Maybe he will start to make profit maybe when he's after dead. Even the life that he's living, that you think is a fancy life, is still a loan money. Based on the fact if this mall is going to make profit for the next 20 years. So, people in their estates are selling houses, they live that life. They go around the whole day, they advertise one house. Uh, three million, they try to push it, and in that, if that house is sold, then they get maybe some money to live the whole year out of that. So they are always constantly stressed because it's not like you who's employed, who show which every month, but they didn't know that. So the higher you in life, you want to end higher, it's more you must live the life of faith where you don't know how you're going to survive and you risk high and lose big or win high. And God has given us nature to do that. It's faith. 
And every time umuntu aphuma ku faith becomes dull. The life of anyone who doesn't have who was not involved in a faith project becomes dull. You live a life like waiting to die. Makojana. So I'm that to the Salaba they're making noise. So because uh, there there's visitors in the house here. So the the faith that that God is talking about is the faith that someone of Romans ten verse fourteen. Romans ten verse fourteen. It, we must have a way before we call him. Romans ten verse fourteen. So before they call upon him, they have to believe. Before you call upon God, believe. Don't call while you don't believe. Why should you believe Skakan? Because what you are asking is what he wants to do, is what he he actually wants done. Actually, it's what we're supposed to do. So by the Holy Spirit, he multiplied himself to us, to do his job. Because he's already done our job up there. He's representing us there. So there's nothing Jesus is talking about in heaven other than his church. And there's nothing his church should be talking about on earth other than his works and him. The church should be centering every worship to him. Not in a denomination or in a prophet. To him. Because the reason we are here is not to enrich a man or to start a business or of somebody or to, to make somebody's name. Is to do what Jesus that brings glory to God. But now we've changed that. We're worshiping give. We are worshiping doctrines. People don't. People when they go, they don't go with the move, Gatchez. They don't go with the power. They don't go with the life. Because they don't know why they are here. Why should you forgive your enemies? It's because Jesus would. Why should you pray for sick people? It's because Jesus would. And that's what we are doing. You are here on his behalf. So you just have to do it. Even if these people you don't like, do it because he will do it. So believe first. Why should you believe? Believe what you have been taught. There has to be true servants of God in your time who are sent by prophecy to teach you the ways of God for your time. So you cannot move until you meet those people. So if the election of God has led you, now you must hold fast what you have been taught and approach God by the genuine uh, faith in you personally, because people can only teach you how to approach God, but you must approach Him uniquely. And must approach you like, first make sure you believe. That's how we impress God. We don't come with mumbling words to repent it and appeal. We come to live the life. Read Genesis to check the example of how to believe, how believing is done. Genesis 15, verse 1. To check and how believing is done. So that we know we won't fail. Founder, Genesis 15. Verse 
That's the way to believe. That's the way to believe. It's number one is to fear not. And to know that God is our shield and our extinct great reward. It what is uh, uh, his possession is us and we and him is our possession. He lives for us, we live for him. So that means be assured, be assured. Most who say, no, I mean, I'm not clean. I mean, I do the Namaputa. I mean, uh, because yesterday I did that thing, I was having a habit. Or I did a little bit of filthy things. Oh, I'm still weak in this. Maybe God. Uh, maybe God. No, 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 no. I just don't know what you're talking about. God does not even know that. God took away everything. In heaven, he only sees Christ where he's supposed to be seeing you. He's only seeing what the perfection that is in his son. And the only way where you can make him happy is to do the works of Christ by faith on earth. He's going to come to your space. But the fact that God is, is, is he Gaba is on your side, or is already on your side. He took upon you, he took what was you. So whatever is when your unbelief is fighting with you. It's got nothing to do with God. When you're battling with something, battling with whatever, it's not God, it's you. If you're battling with some sin or battling with whatever, it's because you are begging with unbelief. Not God. God is not even involved. That's why everything the Bible, everything in the Bible that's called sin is always personified to you. It's never something shared. The sin, if you, Bible say sin is going to bring death to destruction. It's, it's you. It's not the relationship between you and God. The relationship of a believer and God is Christ. And Christ has already overcome everything for you to... to uh, so, uh, so why do Christians don't live the same life? It's because whatever is provided by prophets and angels and whatever, not all of them believe it. Others believe halfway. You know, they don't believe fully. You know, I can sit here and tell you to do something, encourage you to do this thing, but it will depend on how close you come to this message, to whatever uh, that you want. If you don't come closer enough in that area, where you don't come closer enough, it means you don't have belief on that regard, or you don't have faith in the truth of God, whatever the problem may be. And when that is affected, it's not affected because God is punishing you. You don't believe. It's your unbelief. Like we used to say, hey, let's put money for the kingdom of God. And you don't do that. You hide your money. You go and start your own businesses. Ten years down the line, you are so broke and so in debt, you are so this. You are in a marriage and suffering. Who has done that? It's your unbelief. You, did, you never had faith with issues of money. You never, you wanted to use your money in the way you feel comfortable, not the way of faith. So it's, it's exactly like that. Even if, even if you're getting married, you're just going to take any girl without putting faith there. You just choose a girl because you saw her or whatever. You might be lucky. God might. It can, be, it can happen that your faith kicked in front of you. But if it was your last, then you Nothing will bite back to you. Because you didn't use faith. 
So it's faith was alive. Uh, that pleases God. When God sees your faith, when God sees you planning to do something big for Him, beyond your ability, because you want to, to, to improve your relationship, to be faith-based. You know, there's a believer who touched me on Sunday. He usually visits there once in a while. We come a long way with him, but he, 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 he's no longer full-time with us, but he, he visits from time to time. On Sunday, he comes and says to me, when I came to church, I dictated first what I want to hear. He says to me, he's got a friend of his, which they joke around and say, when they'll say, today, let's go hear about this. While he was saying this, he did not see how much he was putting faith into me about this, because he was not even seeing how much faith is showing by me. That year, now when he took a car, it is it takes what the preacher is gonna say. He says, "I came today uh, from home in Israel. Everybody's talking about Israel, and everything." He said, "Not no, I think he was and girlfriend about Israel. Like he did not know I was gonna speak like that." And and God. Put in my heart that I must speak about Israel. You, you're gonna miso Israel because the sermon is gonna play, but it's gonna play on Wednesday, on Thursday sermon because Saturday we power out the sixth. Uh, so power tomorrow there's no sermon. There is power out. Um, uh, power out tomorrow. Then on Thursday there is sermon is class. So God fought me the whole week to prepare. Because I don't like going too deep in these doctrinal things, but because of Israel and the abuse of my anti-Semitism, I'm now I am forced to get into this thing. So, and when he said that, he says now when he and then I was preaching on something about holiness and stuff. He says, I said now let me speak about Israel. But oh, now we have arrived. Oh, that was powerful. That's faith. Faith. You can dictate, dictate going to a restaurant. You can dictate going to a concert. What song is going to be sang? You can dictate going to a to a mall. Whom we're going to meet there? You can just say today I want to see the president, and just take a bus and go. Just just go to to anywhere. Maybe where where you, you say. Now I'm going to Emlad. I'm going to meet Ramaphosa. Real motor figure, Ramaphosa. That's faith. You can dictate anything, but remove fear first. And make sure that whatever you are doing, you are expanding the will of God. That means you are expanding a territory where you will, Jesus. Through faith, God will come and be entertained. Because if you know that whatever you're asking is not going to entertain God, you you won't have you you, you won't have conscious enough. Your conscience won't allow you to to demand it. Because even when this guy was called, uh, he was called uh, Upalam Upalam when he. He knew he wanted money, but he, he tried to get money by a clean conscience. And when his conscience was clean, the Holy Spirit told him that he cannot cancel his soul. Now he had to come with a carnal method of inviting them and putting girls in front of them. Because he knew they were going to be polluted and God's going to be against them. So, because he could not do, uh, invite God uh, with a bad heart. So that you can do anything, but your heart won't allow to do wicked things. That's why you cannot uh, pray for lottery or pray for what? Uh, you, you cannot, your heart is telling you, Satan, that this is not the will of God, no matter how desperate you are. 
And when, and whenever there's condemnation, now your, your faith cannot work because you are already condemned. And condemnation brings fear. So God created us like that, so that we cannot draw righteousness into sin. Our own nature blocks it out. So, otherwise, uh, if we could, we could do it. The, so, okay, faith, uh, faith brings God to a place. He's excited when he says. He's just running around. He's happy. So, learn from today to dictate the day. Dictate a meeting at work. Just say, uh, I mean, I used to go to meetings having a bad report, just say, I'm not going to be a marathon. The whole management will come out there praising my things. When they exactly, you know, I don't plan those things like, I'm just going to be a poor performer, then I won't get new. It's just emergency because maybe I may go on and God knows I'm, I'm overworked by his ministry. So, uh, otherwise, God does not respect imperfection. Infinite cutting is working of work perfect. But when he understands Simon he, he will do those things exceptional. So you can dictate things by faith. But your heart must be good. Food and Susa, First Chronicles, chapter 28, verse 9. First Chronicles, chapter 28. I'm hoping somebody is encouraged. Chapter 28, verse 9. Is the Chronicles of Allah, chapter Forever. So God understands the depths of our thinking. He knows when we are not meaning something. God knows it. You can never fool God. God knows when you put your hands on some on someone and you yourself don't expect that person to be healed. God knows when you are operating a miracle and already yourself you are stressed because you don't have faith. God knows. Even a demon knows sometimes. Demon can, can, can sense your vibration. And exactly as Mr. Benson that thing, they use the thing they call the light detector. That thing senses your nerves vibration. And they can sense when you're telling a lie because we were created not to lie. So our nerves get tense when we're saying something against our, against our own conscience. Now, if they can detect that by just a wire against you, the demons can detect your vibration. Remember, demons sense, uh, they've got an animal spirit, so they sense the atmosphere. So, when you yourself, you are tense, that means they can sense, oh, this person is, 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 is just, uh, it's got fear. So your heart condition must be right. And what's going to make your heart right? It's prayer, confession, fasting, spending much time in prayer. Then knowing by the word of God that you are in the perfect will of God. What you are doing is in the scripture and God has called you to do it. You're not doing it out of envy, you're not doing it out of you're doing it out of the love of people. And we are so convinced that people must not be sick. We're so convinced that people must not be poor. People must not suffer. You can put your life on, then faith will kick in. Miracles will begin. Because you yourself believe that people must be out of that life. But as long as you are doing it, just you you don't care. You, you, you can live with them you can live with them then faith won't kick in so the heart must be perfect what does it mean? it means 
you must choose a stable. You must choose. Like with Elijah, they, he chose an ex. Elijah. You know, others. They just, you, that means you can choose anything once your heart is perfect. And that thing on the way Tintila will become a miracle. Because your heart is already perfect. You don't need to, you just, you can take anything. Because your heart is already perfect. You are already perfect. Anything can work now. So okay, get your faith to that level. That's my exhortation tonight. Uh, get your faith in it. Where you will probably esteem uh, the reproach, almost esteem the reproach of Christ, the greater riches. He, he was in perfect faith. Where he did not doubt. He lived the life of Christ on earth. And now demons will stand in front of him. So may God tonight help us break every chain of fear. If you want a miracle, there is something with funai costing millions of rents, costing whatever it costs. And Satan is reminding you your level. He's reminding you ability and inability. Cast off that thought. Cast off that thought. Look at Satan as a fool and look at God as someone has already given you there because you are here for him. Why should he forbid for me? Something that he wants to happen. Enlarge your territory. Expand. Because you are already given by God. Your faith makes you whole. Whatever will work. Just to take. Get there to take. Speak a word. Say something. Speak something. Come more. Say things that are stupid. as unrealistic. Things that also this thing again was again. What is will have five houses in America? Something that can ever happen by your diploma. And speak of that. As long as you are doing to expand the kingdom of God and to make him feel about the uncomfortable, whatever reason of those motivation I but as the people were inside there, God will be with you. Heavenly Father, I release grace. Now that they believe, let miracles follow them. Let them receive what they're asking for. In the name of Jesus, Baba, you have given them now. Take over miracles. Give them what they want, Lord. Jesus, houses, finances, cars, opportunities. Let them never be disappointed. It's going to be a greater miracle next time. Let them walk forward with assurance that God is wonderful. And Jesus is the same yesterday, and forever. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Joshua, we believe you. God of Israel, God of the Jews, of Hebrews, God who's brought to us this precious gift, our Lord, in the name of Jesus, be with us in this hour. And we thank you for giving us faith to go to these places and discuss and, and stand in front of these unbelievers. God, we thank you. You have honored even the least of us. And we thank you, Lord. Bless. Not because we're good. Well, Pella, you know we're not good. People of this earth hate us. But we stand for us when they guard against us. And vindicate their presence that you love us. Take us to higher measures spiritually, even in life. Even the cars you drive, take us to higher levels where they will be ashamed. Those who wish us ill. Let us be blessed everyone. Let's never be lacking finances or whatever. Let your kingdom dominate. In those instances, I was very perfect. We ask this, God, because you love us, because you are good, and your mercy, and us forever. We thank you, Lord. Be with us, King Kulukul. We thank you. Bless married couples. Bless Mushatos Omakora very soon. Make sure transportations and stuff. Bless Ongabazan and Kulukul. Let it happen. In the name of our holy God, who became our Lord and Savior and our Redeemer, who exposed himself to a umkhon to again, that we be saved. His name is our Lord Jesus Christ. Took upon the form of a sinner for us. In the name of Jesus.
Church said amen.